And we're at a moment where sort of all all contradictions are made. Right? Right, right after the crisis, contemporary capitalism finds itself in in class politics. Classic fucking boomer. Holding you left, maintaining the relations of neoliberalism. No! Capital. No! Capital. No! Capital. No! 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 Ideas international, but we're from cameras. No! Hello, on this episode of Dole Capital, you're with Ben for yet again another one of our new occasional segments called Benno's Brief. I'll be talking briefly, (laughs) again brief, talking to you about what's on my mind and hopefully it will either be entertaining, interesting or even more motivating for all you cage-rattling tragics out there. This is part of a semi-regular segment on Dole Capital, your wonderful little show coming out of Canberra, where we talk about class politics and more. But before we talk about strikes on uh, today's episode, first, we are on Patreon. This show and all the other things that we've been up to would not be possible without our patrons and supporters. You can donate to us via our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com forward slash D-O-H-K-A-P-I-T-A-L. The other way you can support us without spending any money is to like, share, and subscribe to our show and leave a review on your preferred podcast application. Thank you to our supporters, near and far, who've helped us with our broadcasting host, broadcast hosting fees and equipment and more. We're keen to update our equipment further and we'll be looking to add more content with your support. Before we get going, we're recording on Ngunnawal land in the ACT and pay our respects to their elders past, present and future. Uh, Peoples whose sovereignty was never ceded and who we express our solidarity with their struggles to end continuing injustice for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in this part of the world. Well, red strikes the blues. In the news, strikes by public sector workers, teachers, nurses, midwives, hospital workers, bus and train drivers, civil servants, have all been happening around Australia. There's also been limited but important industrial action in the transport sector, in the universities, private education, and even in a successful strike in the retail sector, the first in something like 70 years at a small bookshop in Sydney. Overseas, we're seeing determined industrial action taking place when this was recorded. The RMT union, representing train workers, was to carry out its biggest industrial action in over 30 years in the UK with incredible opposition from the Tory-led government and a swelling and building of support among working people. So let's talk about what strikes are and what, what it is and what it isn't. Well, withdrawing your labour for a defined period of time or an undefined period of time, determined by union members and facilitated by their elected union officials is what a strike is. It's basically withdrawing your labour, so we're not turning up to work at this time and we won't be back till well when we decide. That is industrial action, withdrawing your labour. What it isn't is turning up to a rally or wearing a t-shirt or sticking up a sign on your chair. All decent things to do in the world of protest, but it's not a strike. We know that this is also even further confirmed by more recent industrial law in Australia during the infamous period of John Howard uh, and the Work Choices legislation where the Australian Public Service sought to have the public sector union fined for encouraging its members to attend a protest during their lunch break. And 
rightly, the industrial courts at the time ruled in favour of the union, that it wasn't industrial action to take protest action. Again, that key bit, withdrawing one's labour. Bans are also a very important part of industrial action, and that can include anything uh, from flag-waving activities like distributing leaflets to customers, letting them know what industrial action is happening and what it's about, wearing union badges or not wearing a uniform to work, leaving messages of support uh, for industrial action on email signature blocks. Most effective are workers that can do things like refuse to process um, services or collect money. Uh, the great industrial bans of the early 90s and the newly minted ICT government where transport workers for a prolonged period of time refused to collect fares it was a very interesting example of effective industrial action, but it wasn't a strike. But what are strikes and why should you be into them? They are my favorite thing in the world and they really are something we should all get into more and more if we can. Strikes are the most effective way to disrupt the business as usual of our society. Strikes have a knock-on effect. Our economy is interconnected between goods and services. Everything is connected in terms of who turns up to work and who doesn't. Who buys this and who can't. For example, with industrial action and strike action, in the education sector, teachers wield actually quite a bit of industrial strength. When teachers take strike action, it has very real social impact. Not just for the parents who are affected by having to withdraw their children from school, or uh, their children not being taught. No, it's not even just their individual workplace for those teachers. It spills on further to the family members of those workers involved, the parents that are involved, their family, their friends, and it spills on to the broader community in terms of who is able to go to work and who can't. Strikes prompt people to want to know more about why workers are taking such action. They also affect other sectors of our economy. Other workers need to stay home to care for children is an obvious example, but this has a huge impact on business as usual. The normal activities of our society grind down or are disrupted. Strikes are the single most effective expression of workers' power we have in our society. It's why they are so regulated and are mostly an illegal activity in many places around the world. And it's why, whenever there is one, you should do what you can to show solidarity with those taking action. The power of workers is in the workplace, as one very bright man once put it. Having the majority of workers take industrial action and gaining the support of other workers in their communities is fundamental to for effective strikes and industrial action. If you don't back your workmates up or respect the actions of those taking industrial action or taking a strike action, you're limiting the effectiveness of a strike and you'd be letting the powerful and the rich get away with it. Uh, what we've, well, get away with whatever the latest built-in injustice is that has caused the strike action. Having the confidence and the support of co-workers is key to taking industrial action. This is a big part of what we'd call unofficial power. The power that can be harnessed if workers are organised by respecting and acting together democratically. If you have a minority of workers taking industrial action, then a strike will fail. The most honest thing a union official will tell you 
is that workers have more power if they are all members of their relevant union. Very true. They'll hint that the strike action is part of being in a union, but it is definitely not on the top of their agenda. When strike action takes place over a longer period of time than a day, it has a disruptive effect that challenges business as usual, as we've mentioned before. Strike action forces a reaction from employees, their allies in the media, police and the law courts. To suck up this pressure, striking workers need to have coordinated activity and democratic decision-making to prevail. The very average Australian Union Secretary does not want to facilitate extended strike action, as all too often their interests fall outside what members want to do. Simply put, the activity of striking can threaten their power. Extended strikes through up, well, they throw up, <laughs> new ways to do things amongst the workers and the communities that support them. Enforcing a picket line is one very visible and important part of a strike, for example. Short strikes and long ones need uh, to enforce the action decided by the workers. This can include preventing goods and services and entering a workplace, but most importantly, it's about enforcing the decisions of the strikers onto other workers or managers that decide to weaken the strike by turning up to work and not respecting the strike action. It's where the term scab comes from. But strikes, especially long ones, most important disruption is that they require self-activity and democratic organisation. And it opens people up to experiencing a different way to live. This includes having to do things like organising support from other workers and communities, collecting food and distributing food to strikers and their families, organising transport for people to get to events or pickets, providing financial assistance to strikers to pay their bills and many, many more things. A long strike can mobilise more people into the action and ignite further disruption of business as usual. One strike, if you gain the support of other workplaces and they take industrial action support, or called a solidarity strike, is probably the most effective way, and it's why it's often the most illegal activity in our world. The history of workers from ancient Egyptian stone pyramid builders to the mass strikes of the 19th and 20th century is licit. We have examples where strikers can form the inspiration and material reality of working people beginning to run their lives democratically. It's why most union officials will do everything they can to prevent strikes. It often gets called, it's a last resort, we don't want to take strike action, or many, many more things. This concept that somehow empowering people to exercise their power at work is a terrible, terrible thing. A classic example of the union officials deliberately not um, preparing and organising against strikes is deliberately not preparing a strike fund. We may talk about un the union bureaucracy on another episode. It's here we have the contradiction. Union bureaucrats understand that strikes are very effective and that you need a majority of workers involved for those workers and their union to be effective against employers. But they will only facilitate such activities if they feel they can control 
all the activity as much as they possibly can. Here is where democracy is the key. But it's not all in the employers or union officials' hands, the effect of a strike or not even having them. For effective strikes, you must have effective democracy in the workplace. If workers trust, respect and democratically agree to do things, they can hold officials to account and determine more democratic ways to do things. We know from history that the gains made by striking workers have gone from winning respect and safe workplaces to challenging terrible authoritarianism. Part of organising to win strikes, and when you're involved in strike action, is challenging reactionary ideas such as sexism, racism, homophobia and exclusion. These things are used to divide working people during industrial action as they are every day in our existence under capitalism. Successful strikes challenge these ideas in a really confrontational way. These and there are practically um, strikes have practically helped broaden the experience and ideas of working people about such issues and about unity of ending such divisive ideas uh, at the local level. I'd recommend reading up about strike movements from South Korea in the 1980s and the 90s, France's hot summer of 95, or the Great Miners' Strike in the United Kingdom between 84 and 85, for some very inspiration, uh, inspiring stories about the, how this industrial action spilled into other aspects and parts of those societies and helped broaden people's ideas around what we'd probably call you know, more identity politics sort of areas. Uh, those strikes, key part of it, spilled in other aspects of um, society and helped form the nucleus for more positive things to happen into the future. A more profound example of where a strike movement has spilled into not just a challenging workplace situation, but also went into help end uh, the Stalinist rule was in Poland during the Solidarnosc movement of the late 70s, early 80s in Poland, and then again uh, later in the late 80s where the Polish people were able to topple that Stalinist regime over there. The Solidarnosc movement created their own workers' councils where they met democratically and decided on things like food distribution and services and the like as part of their strike movement. And it formed the nucleus of an experience of people that they, of what was possible about having a different world altogether. But I digress. Democratically organized workers can ignore officials. They can determine the most effective way to conduct their industrial action. And most importantly, taking strike action opens up workers to experiencing a grain of rice of what the world could be like if we let ourselves decide what we want. Strikes shouldn't be seen as a terrible thing, but as a wonderful and practical expression and a reminder to society that is those that do, who, ha who as a society, um, we cannot do without. So what to do next? Going past the larger ideas of strikes and better worlds, practically what is to be done? Well, supporting strikes and industrial action whenever you come across it is the first thing to do. It's not a moral thing. It's a way to express support for a more equitable society. So don't cross a picket line. 
don't use services workers unions have called to be boycotted, etc. Those are important things to do when industrial action is happening, just as it's important to support um, political movements in countries that are fighting against oppression. Don't buy Israeli goods, for example. Those are ways in which to support and show solidarity. The second thing is obviously to be a union member. It's absolutely important to be a member of your union, but don't be a passive union member. That's what you're doing is handing away your power. Your strength is the strength of those you work with. Gain their trust and respect and be open and democratic. Strong rank and file groups can and do stop often well-meaning union officials from cosplaying with your interests or your decisions. So don't be passive, be involved, keep them to account. Campaign in your union is the third thing to do. Along with that, campaign in your political organisation and in your community for an end of anti-union laws that make strikes mostly illegal in this country and elsewhere around the world. In Australia, the oxymoronic Fair Work Act of 2009 is a disgraceful legacy of the then Labor-led governments uh, led by Philip Ruddy, uh, Kevin Rudd and Julia Gillard. Those laws need to be dumped and pressuring the new federal Labor government to do so needs to be a priority by anyone who's active and involved in the Labor movement broadly. The fourth thing is workplace activism is key for challenging crap pay conditions and discrimination where it happens. It's also empowering and doesn't take much, much time to do. So become a member and don't just be passive about it, be involved. The most minimal thing someone can do to be active in a union is posting union information, being providing workmates with membership forms, and being available to talk to your workmates about what the union is and the like. But most importantly, talk to each other about what things you'd like to see fixed and move on from there. That is the nucleus and the whole point of being a union. And it also is that opportunity there to self-organize and empower yourselves to do it yourself. The last thing you do well, why not subscribe to this podcast or become a patron? You can become one of our Patreon supporters at www.patreon.com forward slash dolcapital, D-O-H-K-A-P-I-T-A-L. We're also on Facebook and we're active and on Twitter at the handle at dolcapital, D-O-H-K-P-I-T-A-L, or you can email us at dollcapital at gmail.com. Well, this has been Benno's Brief. I'm Ben. I hope you found today's little piece interesting. Victory to the RMT workers in the UK and victory to all those uh, workers in Australia who are taking industrial action or planning industrial action soon to fight against the never-ending war, it seems, on the standard of living for working people and the poor. Speak to you soon. And a last little reminder, we'll have a regular Doll Capital episode coming soon before the end of the month. We have Jacob back. See ya.